0: Okay everybody, Shalom Aleichem everyone, we're going to continue, we're going to see something today, we're going to, we're going to be continuing our, our journey in this avoda, like in this amazing opportunity to really refine ourselves and do some real deep, deep root work, and we're, today we're going to see some very beautiful things from both like the Leritschek and the Balatania in the context of the opportunity we face at the moment we wish Lechadchila never came upon us. And that is that moment of God forbid going through a bizarro, going through an embarrassment. But there's something that we have to we, something we have to go back to. We just said you know Hashem Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. We're like we you know we start and We're like this is our This is where we come from. You know sometimes when we always say agil we always have to say when, when are my actions going to reach the actions of our fathers? And that usually. Is a very intimidating thing. Like, how in the world am I ever going to reach the level, you know, the maasim of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Well, one of the things that we could probably find ourselves in when it comes to reaching the levels of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is think about what they went through. Think about not just the heights they reached by doing something, but the heights they may have reached by refraining from something. And that is, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov suffered tremendous bizyonot in their life. One of the reasons you know, why is Avram Avinu called Avram HaIvri, Ivri is that the whole world is on one side and he's on the other side. Zatomeret, he was in a place that no one else was at, and when you're in that place of keilu, you're the only one that's going through something. You have nowhere, no one even to learn from. You have to experience it yourself. Some of the things that Avram Avinu went through from a young age, obviously we know, is I mean. Not even at a young age, but when, you're, when your whole family looks at you and they think you're crazy, that's a little bit of a bizayon. Avram Avinu, his wife, is taken from him twice. The bizyonos that he must have suffered through them. And then, obviously, when, when Sarah Imenu becomes pregnant, Rashi tells us, you know, everyone thought that the chashas v'chalila, she got impregnated by someone else. The bizayon that Avram Avinu had to go through such an experience. Rashi explains to us, they huskak lomar avraham the Torah had to tell us in Parsha Toldot, Avraham was the one that gave brought birth to the world to Yitzchak. Because the, the clowns of the generation were saying, "Hey, uh, Abi, right? Avram, Arnovenu, do you think do you think this is his kid? This is something he actually had to go through. We just read that Rashi because we know it already. Because, of, but can you imagine what that was like living in that, going through that, that kind of an experience? So Avram Avinu has this very intense experience. Yitzchak Avinu had this intense experience of bizionos from Avimelech and Pichol and, and their servants. Yaakov Avinu, the Bizionos he suffered from Esav, Eliphaz, Lavan, uh, the whole thing with the Bizayon of Shem. what happened in Shem? And also, obviously, the Bizayon that must have came about when people around town started saying, did you hear about his kids? Right? You hear about the... We call them the Avinus, right? Yaakov Avinu. The Avinu household. You know what's going on by them? The brothers tried to kill another one. You know, the Bizayon that you must feel, that he must have felt as well. Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron Akoin, the Bizayonot, they suffered specifically from Datan and Aviram. And we see in Parshas Korach, the Bizayon, that Moshe and Aaron both, both, both took, the humiliation they took, which kind of wasn't just from Korach and Adato, but it seemed like it went on the whole nation. So this we have to understand that if all of our avot went through such tremendous bizyonot, it seems that there's some kind of mahalachi, some kind of godly move that's saying to us, and it seems like this, there is no other way of becoming really great unless you learn how to deal through humiliation. It seems like it's a t'nai hech rechim. That means that it's like, it's a must. It's not something you could avoid. You can't really dodge it. It seems like it's something that has to be go through. You go, Vayter, we continue, David Malka Meshachah. Can you imagine what it's like to be grown up in a house where they think you're a bastard? That you're a mamzer? What David Amelech had to suffer through? The Bizayon, his own son is trying to kill him? Right? This is stuff, like we, you know, we talk about their lives, but these essential pieces of the puzzle form for us the path to mamish greatness. So as Brody explains, he says over here a beautiful thing, he says, David HaMelech took the experiences of B'zionot and basically formed Sefer Tehillim. The Tehillim that we have is more or less the result of someone that goes through humiliation and looks up to Hashem and doesn't say, why'd you do this to me? But rather, I want to understand what it is you're telling me by going through what I'm going through. And that's how we have something like Sefer Tehillim. And when you look at anyone in Ara Masorah, that achieved greatness, it seems, again, that this was not just a happenstance, this had to be, this inion of going through a bizayon had to be part of them making them as great as they truly were. Not only how much they learned, how much they prayed, and how much chesed they did, but this specific nekudah. Because many people, when they go through bizayonot, they start to think, I must be a Russia," Because if I, otherwise, this wouldn't happen to me. And that's a very dangerous thing to think. I must be a Rasha. No, you're on the process of becoming, you're on the verge of becoming a Tzaddik. It's not that you must be a Rasha. This is how it's always been, and it seems like this is how it's always going to be in the process of deep, sincere character refinement. One of the reasons we have these nisyonot in life of bizyonot is basically to really shed, to break away the clea, whatever we were using until now, and then creating a bigger vessel. So there's a, there's a beautiful Torah from Rabblevi, it's like a Berdichev, that I want to read for you. In, in, I'll read in Hebrew and I'll translate it. This is from Kedushal Stevi Pasha's Baychi. And he says, he explains the process of what happens to us when we go through humiliation, but act like our fathers did. Kederech Bnei Adam, lasot <laughs> miklik shvira, barach baruchu. It's a clown and Chassidus we, we have to really internalize. Hashem, Mitzbarach, wants to give us so much, constantly. There's a shefa, there's an abundance of light, and of closeness that is constantly pouring down from Shemayim, what's the problem? Our vessel, our receptor, is pretty minimized. It's pretty mitzum tzam. It's pretty contracted. And sometimes the only way to make the plea bigger, to receive more light, is to, be, is to break. Not breaking L'shem, breaking, but breaking L'shem, breaking in order to create a larger receptor. That's what Rabbi Yitzchak is saying, that if you can remember that in a moment of such a B'zayon, what the words, what the whispering from Shemayim is really saying, hold on, there's something much bigger I need to place in your life, and this is the way that you receive it. This is the way that you become a person that can receive something bigger. I know, much easier said than done, but this is stuff that we have to hopefully like, daven over strongly as we're learning this process. And again, we're learning from someone that really tasted exactly everything that we're talking about right now, and that's very good to keep in mind. And this is probably how we can understand the very famous pasuk in Tehilim. Tehilim Tzadik Dalid. Ashrei HaGever. This is a very, this is a fascinating pasuk in our context. Ashrei HaGever, Asher ka Umi Toratcha Telamdeino. Praiseworthy is the person who suffers affliction. ka. who suffers an affliction from Hashem, and from this Torah of suffering affliction from Hashem. When you realize it's not the person that humiliated you, it's a sinner from Shemayim right now, you you begin to learn a whole new world of Torah. And when a person stands through a b'sayyan like this, when you go through a nisayyan like this, and you go inward instead of outward, the Balatania says at that moment you matzdeket ki you actually justify your existence, and you, in his words, you you. You justify your purpose in this world, and I read you from the Tanya. This is from Yigees Hakodesh Perakid Yud Aleph. The Balatanya says like this: Ikar Briata Adam The main purpose while we were created in this world, who bishvil is for a person to be tested with these specific types of nisyanot. Nis- et nis- and to know within his heart, im vavo acharei lokim achirim. <laughs> At the moment that this humiliation is presented before you, the Bharatania says, "If you can hold on to the purpose of what's going on with you right now, you're you're causing the purpose of you being in this world to be justified." That's a pretty big statement. I mean, every time that you're mitbaze, every time that someone, that God forbid, you're humiliated, you're shotek and ma'avir al midotav. You actually are silent and you go above and beyond your nature. What's called ma'avir al midotav, you don't let that bad place get the best of you. Ve'en no k'day and you're not trying to, you're not trying to protect your own honor, your own kavod, the way Rav Brody explains this there, at that moment, you're mashlit the malchut of the Kaddosh Baruch on the Sitra achra. At that moment, you make Hashem a greater king in this world. At that moment, almost, we're always trying, Ol Malchut to be mamlich Hashem, you know, crowning Hashem as king is not just something that we wait for Rosh Hashem you know, the, the, the Chagim to do. That, Bechol Etu Bechol Sha'a, that opportunity is given to us. He's basically explaining this based on what the Balatani has said, that every time that I go through this Nisayan like a champion, I'm making Hashem more of a king in this world. It's more revealed in this world. Because basically, what am I running after when I, when I react? I'm running after my own cover. What's the purpose of this world? Hashem's cupboard. But You have to be at a very, very, very high level to be able to respond to someone who's dissing you, and doing it in the name of Kovach Shemayim. Like there was one Terev Sheshiva that would walk into a room and when he saw people weren't standing so, you know, he he would rip into the students that they hate God. I don't know what kind of a taste of Yiddishkeit you give over to students like that. What he was trying to say, obviously, is it's not me you're standing up for, you're standing up for the covenant of the Torah. There are better methods to implement that, that limud. That's a pretty, pretty harsh one. I don't know how much it worked. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you hate God! Uh, okay, I'll stand up for you next time. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be shocked. We've gotten, we've gotten much better in the world. of. I, we really have. We've gotten much better in the world of chinuch. So this Rabbi Nachman says like this this is the Kuta Mem Aleph. Let's bring this, bring this down. When a person wants to get close to HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, so they say, you really want to get close? Okay, you gotta go through some something heavy. You gotta see how much din, how much the sense of this, the side of judgment is applicable to you or not, if you really want to get close. In what form does din come on to a person? Dinim come through the pain of affliction, of being humiliated and being embarrassed. And then the question is, do you really understand right now that this sense of you feeling further is really a chance for you to get much closer than you were before? Is Do you really believe that this moment of what it seems to be like you're becoming smaller in the world, is actually you coming closer, and this is a cloth from Rabbi Nachman, where he says that bemet ikara hit rachkut, he hi ikara karvut. It's a famous statement in Rabbi Nachman. At that exact moment, that it seems that every reason in the world is leading you to be pushed away when you really want to come close, like it happens to all of us. I take on something and now. I'm trying to get, come closer, and then when I come to shul, I finally start coming to Minyan. That guy gives me a look that makes me feel like I'm a nebuch or they come and say a certain statement to me, this is after I chose to come closer. Rabbi Nachman says this always happens. You don't feel like you're being pushed away when you're not trying to come close. You only feel like you're being pushed away when you're trying to come close. This is a key, if you, if you could remember that when going through a Biza, through Bizayon, that could save you. That can save you from losing it. And it could save you from not utilizing the opportunity of siyayit karvut that really happens right now. And Rabbi Nachman continues, and he says like this, and we'll end with this. When there's a machlokas on a person, and he's being persecuted. He's being hunted down. This is only in order to cause a person to dafka try and be able to get closer. Because the more you realize that a person gets humiliated and becomes pained with afflictions from this, it causes him to to run Moitassh and to say, "I have nothing, I have nothing." Mm-hmm. because at a certain point point a person realizes, "I got nothing besides this." So we see here so you you, you absolutely see here. as a a result of what caused you to feel so small and humiliated, that person ended up being the greatest shliach for you to develop a brand new vessel which could contain so much more light and shefa than you had a moment before. Uh, These are very hard Torahs. This is a very high Torah. This is a very, very deep teaching that cuts through everything in life. Because the moment of freedom in my life really begins when I stop running after Kavod. When I stop running after Kavod. Stopping to run after Kavod doesn't just happen actively. I choose, okay, today I'm not going to run after my honor. That's a very high level. Stopping to run after Kavod is dafka when your Kavod is being persecuted. So, alavai Be'ezrat give us all We to this, to continue to, to kind of like have these Torahs kind of in the, in our consciousness, all the time. Because like, much it's very nice, we're sitting here in shul, menchamarev, we're learning these tired. These things happen. <laughs> these things show up. This is the way of the world. This happened to Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron. Yosef, David Amalech. this is the way that really big people became even bigger. We should be zonchahed to taste it for real. Rabbi <laughs> ben לפי חייב להם תואלה מצוות שנהיה מעל אדוני, חפץ למען ציטקה,